there, how's it going everybody? That's right, if you're hearing my voice, it is another episode of Everything in Potteration, the internet culture podcast. Uh, you're probably listening to us on um, one of many platforms, one of which is YouTube, and that's uh, that we're going to be talking about that today. I'm Daily. I've been on YouTube since uh, Ryan Higa was one of my first faves on YouTube, if that dates me at all oh, damn i i'm robert and i bought these raycon earbuds off of my favorite site squarespace.com so i could go and buy wine boxes from wink wink.com and if you use code everything everything the ads are eating my my eyes and my brain i can't it's all ads now that's all i can talk in corpo speak it's all over <laughs> hi i'm colin sparling and uh here is my ad for nordvpn you are you afraid of surfing the internet without a secure connection? Then go to NordVPN to slash. To, never mind. We we are not we're not sponsored. They're not going to give us a discount code. Anyways, hi everybody. In case you haven't noticed, we did post a video last week, but we didn't make a new episode last week. That was an old episode. We talked about Naruto, right, guys? Remember that? Because no. Wait, no, no, dot 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 question mark. Wait, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> it, it's 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 all a blur. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we posted an old episode about Naruto, and this this is an aside because you know your boy was 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 sick last week, and uh, yeah, uh, PSA real quick, never get a kidney infection. Those things hurt. Just drink cranberry juice and drink plenty of water, and uh, you you won't have to worry about it. Just mm. don't get sick. Just don't yeah. do it. That's yeah. how you stay healthy. You just don't get sick. Life pro tip: If you get sick, just don't. Just don't. Just stop it. <laughs> Yeah, just, just stop don't. being sick. Yeah, you know now I'm scared because we had daily got got the virus, the big one, the big V. Yeah, and then Colin got the uh, the kidney, and you know you know what they say, third time's the charm. So now I, I guess uh, I might just be Ro dead by the end Robert's of the year. In, yeah, Robert's in the cross. Yeah, hashtag pray for Robert. <laughs> listen, I'm just saying, kidney infection. That was like that first day was twelve straight hours of just fucking pain and agony. So, like, I don't know what's coming to you, Robert, but it's not going to be good. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's why I'm scared. Yeah, I, I don't should know be. anymore. You should be. Absolutely. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, in, uh, in other words, don't get sick, y'all. It's It sucks. And and drink drink plenty of water. Drink plenty of water. Hide your homies. Um, yeah. Drink but on a lighter water, note. Huff your vitamins. Yeah. I would is believe that. that? Is that, is that that's the list. Of your that's kind of, yeah, that's it. If you do that, you'll uh, you'll never get sick. Yeah, I do want to ask though, you guys. I, I want to ask you, what is the YouTube channel which you think you've been subscribed to the longest? Oh man, I've definitely uh, changed uh, my YouTube accounts over time because. Like mm, one of my right. first one was like a super weeby. Like it was like Kitsune six 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 xx xd. Like one of those. Um, I would probably say whichever channel published the most Vocaloid music videos, because mm. that's that's where I was when I was first ever on YouTube. Vocaloid. Uh, yeah, you know the uh, the Japanese robots, not VTubers. That's a new. That's like that's oh, new. Shit. Wait, hold on. Are VTubers Vocaloids evolved? <gasps> Wait. <laughs> yes. Yeah, kinda? it's the next evolution. 
Anyway, um, for me, it's probably the Jesse Cox gaming channel or the Total Biscuit, may he rest in peace gaming channel. Those were like the first big YouTube channels that I really got into. When did they launch? Oh, man, Jesse's been on YouTube for like, a, I want to say almost a decade. Like I found him like Skyrim, like when Skyrim was the new hotness. Oh my God. That's what he mm. was playing. Do you remember and, when you could make like reply videos? Like was it in that era? Oh, I remember that. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Uh no, but he got real big off of Cataclysm, like wow Cataclysm. And that came out in 2010 or 9. It's yeah. somewhere around there. Yeah, so That's... he's been on YouTube at least that long. Yeah. I think I think my longest subscription probably it's got to be I was I was in on the ground floor for a lot of like the the retro gaming youtubers when those were like the biggest thing on youtube so i'm talking like the angry video game nerd the irate gamer um happy Such console anger. gamer oh wait yeah, there's that, some happiness <laughs> yeah the happy console gamer which the happy console gamer to this day is still my favorite youtuber um yeah, he's yeah, just so there to balance out the karma you know exactly I, it's 100 why he named it that um so i think that was uh 2000 at least 2008 so yeah, yeah 12 years that's that's early youtube youtube's been around for a hot minute uh, 15 years yeah y'all remember when like the best thing on youtube was a slightly rotund man like fist pumping both hands My to yeah what Numa Numa? yeah Numa Numa. it's like that was that was the hotness <laughs> that and like charlie bit my finger oh my gosh shit i remember when if you wanted the to watch magic. an hd HD video. Well, first of all, a high quality video back in the day was 480p. That was like top top of the line. Like you know, you're getting true quality. And if and when they did start rolling out HD videos on YouTube, you had to type in name of video and then HD <laughs> to mm -hmm. hopefully get a 720p version. I don't know, Colin. I might have to disagree with you because I think the highest quality videos are Naruto episode 42, part one of three English subtitles. Those yes, are usually exactly. the highest quality. It was always yeah. in three parts. Naruto. <laughs> Listen, it was always guys, in gotta, three parts. Listen, I'm just low key. That Naruto video performed really well for us. So if we gotta, we gotta not mention Naruto, so we get picked up by the algorithm again. Mm -hmm. So I mean, Naruto, Naruto, Naruto. <laughs> like yeah. honestly, though, thank, thanks for the uh, very warm reception to the Naruto video. It was very yeah. unexpected. <laughs> yeah. lo, lo and behold, episode zero that we weren't gonna publish, maybe ever. Ever. <laughs> we decide to publish it, and it's our eas easily our most well performing video. I mean, I was uh, very passionate about that episode because I Naruto, mean, but yeah. but mm -hmm. I just wasn't expecting anyone else to be very passionate about <laughs> Naruto. Uh, I, I would say I was very passionate, but like in the opposite direction. Ah, yes. <laughs> Dispassionate. <laughs> Dispassionate. <laughs> Equal but opposite passion. Ah, yes. Hatred. <laughs> I passion see. physics. Uh, but, but yeah, YouTube, when it first started out, it was it it felt novelty i think it felt like the kind of thing that you go and you find the viral videos it was originally made in order to facilitate uh viewing of that famous uh nip slip correct the the super bowl nip slip of uh her name is janet, janet jackson. jackson janet jackson that is why YouTube happened because they were like, hey, I can't find this anywhere. And it's like, hey, we should have a place that hosts videos. Wait, was it the first video uploaded to YouTube, though? Like that one of that dude walking through a zoo? 
It was. It was. But that was the onus. That was the, Um, well, it's hard to find videos, especially when all the media has agreed, like, it's distasteful to have this video up. Let's not uh, publish it a whole lot. Um, But YouTube has no qualms with that. And therefore, we have some of the uh, funniest and uh, more infamous videos hosted there. Um, But yeah, it became more of like a just it was a fun place it was a strange place um but it definitely wasn't somewhere that people were thinking like you're gonna make your career there like you're gonna make millions of dollars on youtube yeah i mean it was a lot of people just who barely knew how to turn on a camera and were making ridiculous content and motions like there, you know there was nothing there was no bounce. Like you, everything was new. It was the frontier of of content making. Wild West. When it came to video, yeah, it was. West. Like I, I can't tell you how like I found the stupidest, funniest shit on YouTube, and it was ridiculous. Like like skit comedy became a huge thing. People just making noises became a huge thing, and I, I don't know. Like it was, it was just. Uh, yeah, I remember looking like up it. people making noises. That was my top search for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just and waiting then, for those new hot noises on the market every week. Oh yeah, <laughs> ew. Um, <laughs> I hate that uh, phrase. Thanks, thanks for a new phrase that I hate. And, and cat then, videos. And then everything changed when money got involved. Uh, Google AdSense became a thing. Google acquired YouTube, and then uh, behold, you could start making money off of ads off of YouTube. I do remember the time when there was no ads on YouTube and then suddenly it was like, oh, there's going to be an ad either on the side or on the video itself. And that was like, whoa, 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 pump the brakes. Do you remember offhand like what year Google bought YouTube? It was two, 2007, 2006. Was it that early on? It was 2006. It was pretty right. early on. They, they I mean, were it, independent for maximum of two years, I believe. Yeah, I feel like I always think of YouTube as that one company Google owns. Like, I, I've, it's hard to imagine YouTube as an independent thing nowadays. Yeah. Oh, my God. Even in so in 2006, Google bought YouTube for one point six billion, one point six five billion, mm-hmm. which, which so, now almost seems like chump change. That was in August of 2006. Wait, oh wait, no, that's not right. But it was it was in 2006, so it was within a year of YouTube becoming a thing. That's crazy. That's crazy. And then Google Bad Sense changed everything. I mean, I I gotta say, like, it doesn't have to be all bad because it did allow people to make a career out of YouTube. And we certainly wouldn't have some of um, the content that we have if people weren't able to support themselves off of it. I mean, like Jenna Marbles, like I'm I'm so glad that she's built, I guess, the empire that she has, that she's able to kind of just take a step away from YouTube and not have to even rely on that because her videos from way back, like 2008 are still performing fantastically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the YouTube landscape right now is just so vastly different. I, so I remember when YouTube part the, the partner program became a thing. Mm hmm right and that was i think in the notes daily it says 2007 um and i remember when my the youtubers that i watched were talking about yeah i just got youtube partnered on like making money off of my videos and things like that and people did that for a long time like they never needed supplementary like 
advertisements. They never needed Patreon or I mean, Patreon didn't even exist back then. Yeah. Um, and like and the, the specific sponsor thing, I don't think that that didn't become as prolific as it is as like NordVPN, Winks, Box Wine, duh, 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 whatever else that uh, Robert rattled off at our beginning there. Um, uh, Squarespace. Squarespace. Sorry. All, excuse all of me, which, Raycon. Please, please sponsor us. Please sponsor us. But that was that was more of like if people had sponsors, it was like, oh, you shill, you sell out. I remember. Uh, oh, what was his name? Someone. Um, the like overly gay something he sold out to mio and every one of his videos became like a mio oh, yeah. drink enhancement commercial and uh oh, i don't God. think he fared very well after that um but that was that was uh, a first taste if you will of mio and uh sponsorships yeah and i've always found that like with sponsorships i and ads i on, on the face of it, don't understand why people are so angry about it, because the the end goal is I'm watching this ad to support the content creator I like, even though like you watching the ad is like literally less than a cent, probably. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's you and then the thousands and millions of other people watching that video that's contributing to that paycheck to help your content creator continue to be able to make content. Right. Put a roof over their heads and et cetera. And then with sponsorships. It's like same thing, right? Like that's just another, it's part of the business. Yeah. If not even more directly. Right. But then you run into that issue of when the sponsorship becomes your identity, that changes it because that, that inherently ruins your content itself, right? Your content isn't yours anymore. Um, like I, I think there, there's this one sketch comedy YouTuber that I'm not going to name, but like he had a four minute video and it's like, okay, sketch comedy, of course, right? Like it's going to be a short video, literally oh. two and a half minutes of it was a Raycon ad, like, like of him talking about like, God, I love Raycon and et cetera. And then the rest of the sketch is only a minute and 30 seconds. And it's like, Yikes. dude, <laughs> like this is a shitty experience. Like you, you should have known that before you published mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> it's stuff like that, that that's getting ridiculous. And, I mean, a lot of that, too, is 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 these sponsors reaching out to these content creators and, you know, they basically have a list of demands like, hey, OK, so we're going to pay you this much. But when you do the sponsorship in the video, here's what we want you to say. Here's for how long and here's what the product has to look like on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and also maybe here's some B-roll footage that we want you to uh, edit into your in, into your video as well. Um, and so their demands are ex- extremely high. Um, and I think, I mean, the most infamous right now, I think, is the Raid Shadow Legends stuff. I mean, the Raid oh Shadow Legends God. stuff is is just, in some cases, abhorrent. Like, in, in some videos, it's like, oh, my God, I'm, I, it's been five minutes and I'm still watching a Raid Shadow Legends ad. Yeah. Um, and they're like, yeah, I love Raid Shadow Legends. Join my clan and we can kick ass together in this online multiplayer PV, blah, blah, blah. You, like, oh you know what would be the, the funniest fucking thing is, uh, you know, because of, because of current YouTube laws now that we're going to get into smaller non-partnered videos can have ads put into them so what, what if at if, that point what if? youtube just throws in like a raid like right after calls that i love raid shadow legends like, uh, raid shadow legends download please. today yeah and so that's that's the most abhorrent practice so far that i think youtube has implemented and actually just for this podcast i did bring up uh my my so the the youtube or my youtube account uh email I did get the the change to YouTube's terms and services uh, in my email inbox. 
And right in the middle of the email, YouTube's right to monetize. YouTube has the right to monetize all content on the platform and ads may appear on videos from channels not in the YouTube partner program. That's a new thing, y'all. That this is not the way the status quo has always been. Um, and I, I've, I've been explaining it to um, absolute lay persons like my mom <laughs> about, hey, so YouTube does this now. Like our channel, that is that is fairly we're we're growing, I think, but we're small. Mm -hmm. We're we're bitty, tiny but mm -hmm. mighty. I believe in us. Yeah. But we but, we did used to have a channel that was partnered, actually. Yes. So we do have we some did. experience. We we got some some sense, like literally like sense C E N T S from AdSense from that. Um, that was about it though. Uh, you got you got to see some of that. Oh yeah, I, I've already spent it. Yeah, that was my oh. Christmas bonus, y'all. Sorry. Um, <laughs> five cents, guys. This five cents. But and and as as minuscule as that was, we didn't really go out um, setting out to to make money off of this. But we also didn't set out to make this content with the intention of making money for YouTube. But that's what we're doing now with our small channel, regardless of our consent. Is well, and and to be clear, our, our goal with, you know, our last channel wasn't really to make money off it for this. Uh, we're all in it just for the money. Oh, oh yeah. that's really like, that's it. You that's know, it. all this, all this content is heartless and soulless as long as we get the big bucks. That, that's why yeah, we really uh, want Raid Shadow Legends to sponsor yeah, us. Yeah, reach out to us. Say, yeah, pay, pay us 5k and we'll talk about your game. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I mean, but no, God, no. Um, yeah, I, I think that's kind of annoying and it's just it's the latest in a list of a lot of shitty things youtube has done to the people that that have made its platform so successful you know because when when they did this it's automatic right there's like we can't turn it off so unfortunately if you had to watch an ad before like loading up this video on youtube we don't have control over that that's just youtube making that sweet sweet dosh yeah. So um, to give you a little insight, like Robert said before, like, yeah, at one point when when we were into Dima still, we did become uh, partnered on YouTube. Um, and so for anyone that doesn't know, when you upload a video, right, your weekly upload or whatever to YouTube, you get to choose essentially how that video is monetized. You don't get to choose who or what advertises on your video, but you do get to choose um, where the ads are placed on your video. So it could be at the beginning the middle, the end. Um, it could be a skippable ad. It could be an unskippable ad. I don't know if that actually affected whether uh, whether or how well your video monetized, um, depending on how many ads you placed in your video. Um, but yeah, you could change that. And you could also do, I think, pop-up ads during the course of your video as well that wouldn't interrupt uh, the audio. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, at least at that point, you have a choice as to where your videos go. Or I think you could just turn them off completely. I don't yeah. think you had to monetize. Yeah, there there were um, a lot of um, I, I know there were some videos where it's like, hey, I don't feel comfortable monetizing a video about like sensitive subject number one, um, which I think was always a good thing for people to do. Not right. to say that you shouldn't make. Well, actually, yeah, I will say you shouldn't make money off of various tragedies, depending <clears throat> on the context, of course. But no, that was cool of people. You were able right. to do that. Well, but even that is being attacked by YouTube, right? Because back, I think, in July of this year, uh, they they changed the way they do mid-roll ads. You might have noticed this in the past six 
well, five, six months in that you probably see in more ads than usual, like just in general on YouTube. It's a lot of ads. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. getting bad. And the reason is that before you needed a 10 minute video before you could do a mid roll ad, mid roll ad being an ad that you could see in the middle, like it interrupts the video and it's another ad for, you know, whoever. Now that limit is eight minutes. All you need to do is make an eight minute video and you can roll a mid roll or mid roll ad in that video. And the kicker is when YouTube updated this policy, they also automatically turned on mid roll ads for every YouTube partner, even if they had previously said, I don't want mid roll ads in my video. So you have to baby, you have to re opt out of of mid roll ads. Those are the worst ones, too, especially when it's like, (laughs) okay, and now I'm getting really into the meat of and now have you considered downloading Raid Shadow Legends? Mm -hmm. Save 50 percent or more by switching your car insurance to Geico. Okay, I think we need to put a, like three more of those. Yeah, essentially, that's that's what it's getting to be. On it. That's that. Uh, it it feels a lot like the cable. It feels a lot like okay, you get seven minutes of uninterrupted content, maybe if that, and then ads, 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 ads. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, the shittiest ads. part about that practice is that. There are content creators out there who have purposely decided, hey, I make like 20 minute videos, 30, 40 hour minute, hour long videos, whatever, but I don't want mid roll ads. So I'm going to turn that off. And it's YouTube coming in and saying, actually, we're going to turn it on. You know, Too bad. Just, uh... I wonder, I wonder if then if those are on any of our Tadama videos, then I guess you'd have to assume. Yeah, we like that's something we'd probably have to check in, right? Yeah, I guess but... so. I, I would always like when I would manually upload those videos, I would make sure I wouldn't do mid-roll videos because I know how much they drew, drove me nuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I would I would spare our fans and I'd be like, no, no mid-roll video or mid-roll ads. You know, and, and I just want to say, I, I looked into um, YouTube's, or I guess Google's FAQs because they, they have a little uh, section where it's like, you know, everything you need to know about mid-roll ads, right? And there's one question that was like, but don't these annoy the viewer? And their answer was so like corporately skirting around it and being like, uh, our, uh, our AI smart people algorithm figures out the best moment in the video that will be the least distracting for the viewer while still being able to roll a very distracting advertisement. It, it is going to be annoying, but <laughs> yeah, we've like, decided say, where to annoy your viewer. Yeah, they don't say no. <laughs> like they, yeah. they, they know it's annoying. So is this just a push to get people to subscribe to youtube premium because that that was never a thing in in old nostalgic youtube paying the monies to not have the ads there's youtube red there was that that was around like what i want to say 2012 ish 14 something pewdiepie was was in his prime then yeah it was like that's how i'll date it uh, now it's YouTube Premium, which I right. but I don't think they have much in terms of original YouTube content now. I think they're they kind of dismantled that because mm-hmm. all because all I know is Cobra Kai is at Netflix now, and that was like their big thing. <laughs> well, what YouTube Red did too was if you are a YouTube partner, you actually get a specific revenue cut based on the number of Red subscribers who watch you per month. Ah, right. So yeah, so that also just helps you with mon- so like you would make more money 
if a certain mm-hmm. number of red subscribers watched you over like a million views a month or something like you know there, there's a there's a point where having more red subscribers is more financially beneficial to you right well this it, the same is true for premium now also right right yeah. if you don't want those ads get youtube premium which is 7.99 9.99 a month so my my uncle has a a family account version or whatever and so he just added me on there so i get free premium oh, hey <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. more like freemium it, yeah, it is exactly. it is literally getting to the point where i'm annoyed enough to be like sh- sh- just shut up and take my money <laughs> yeah and i mean here's the thing i don't want to sound like a shill for it but they do some weird like you could get a free stadia i think it was like last month you would, could get a free stadia if you were a youtube premium subscriber i mean granted like getting a free stadia is like i have the sandwich i haven't eaten yet do you want it i made it like three months <laughs> <Yes>. ago <laughs> it's, it's not appealing it's very bad but it's free but it's free yeah also you can get a free stadia with your copy of cyberpunk 2077 that's true and and look i can't <laughs> that you I can't... still have to buy by the way no matter how you get your stadia <laughs> yeah very not cyberpunk of cyberpunk and look i just want to say like i was in on day one with state i have it sitting on my shelf back there it's a real piece of shit <laughs> like don't it don't it's, it's not <laughs> it's really not don't. great it it's just uh, such a bad business model and geforce now is better amazon luna is sounding better xcloud yeah, xCloud is absolutely the best thing. Like Game Pass Ultimate, your money's better spent there. That's that's the tweet. Yeah, that's I'm, that's pretty much it. I'm glad you brought up good and bad business models, because would we say that like just from a business perspective, not from a the soul of YouTube perspective, is the current direction that YouTube is going in good for business? Um. I don't know. It, 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 I, I will say that right now, uh, content creators are basically being held hostage in terms of a place to host their content, right? Because whether or not it's, it's good or bad for business, content creators are not going to stop posting their content on YouTube because it is, it's the biggest platform for that content. Unless you're, unless you're a streamer and you can take your content to Twitch or something like that, um, and be okay there, you're going to stick with YouTubing and keep posting content there because that's just where everyone gets their content. No one's going to go to, I don't know, Vimeo or Daily Motion. My <laughs> site. I invented yeah. Daily Motion. I named it after myself. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. She's the CEO of Daily Motion. Please, please I, post I, to I, Daily you know. Motion. Yeah. I mean, and, and I will say just to piggyback off that too, I mean, even if you are a Twitch streamer, right? Like, it's not unheard of for a Twitch streamer to also have a YouTube channel where they post highlights or if they want to like post a vlog or something like YouTube or vice is versa. right. And YouTube is like so essential to the, the content creation sphere right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. There's, there's so, no other place. Yeah. And that's why the answer, the well, the attempted solution rather is to just take ways of monetizing elsewhere, a- a.k.a. Patreon. Um, that's mm-hmm. why so many YouTubers now have have Patreons. So, or ways to donate money, uh, or, a or like, or sponsorship, or uh, even uh, you can do premium YouTube subscriptions now to s- specific YouTubers, which mm-hmm. I'm not in- exactly sure how that works, but it's basic. It's basically Patreon, but directly on YouTube in a sense. 
Well, yeah, there's like if you stream on YouTube, there's also like the chat. You there's like super chats or whatever where super you can chat. like donate. Yeah, based on the the Twitch model of like donations. Right. Those those biddies. Yeah. But, so but not bits. Yeah. So right. in terms of being bad for business, though, I I guess I really don't know. I mean, I I mean, there's there's more corporate sponsors on YouTube than there ever has been. So there, I mean, obviously they see see it as lucrative, and that's not going away anytime soon. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I obviously can't speak from uh, the most educated standpoint, but you know, I I know I've done a business. I can I think about business sometimes. I have I have degree, not in business, <laughs> but I have a degree. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think what YouTube's been trying to do, and this has been something they've been doing for years now, is where they want to be the new TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, they want to be the most safe, family friendly place out there. Uh, and they had a really big push for that. And, you know, part of that was, you know, bringing on the late shows, like all the late shows now. Like, well, I mean, for, for Jimmy me, Fallon, I keep seeing his yeah. face every time I get on YouTube. Yeah, well, because that's that's like a new place for you to watch them. And when you look at their videos, mm. they easily get millions of views so fast. But I don't think of Stephen Colbert as a YouTuber. You know, he's mm-hmm. old media who's using YouTube to get more views. And, you know, I'm. I don't know if it's a problem because I I watch Colbert via YouTube exclusively, but that's part of the issue where YouTube is trying to say, hey, we're just like old media. So that way they can approach advertisers and be like, hey, you can roll your Robitussin ads on us because, you know, we don't host bad content. We don't host not safe for work, unfriendly content. That's the the uh, reputation they want to have. Mm. Yeah. And then uh, go ahead. Which is, and then hard cut. How many flat earther videos have I been recommended? <sighs> how many transphobic videos have I been recommended? How many videos with swastikas on them on their thumbnails? Like, look, I get that YouTube wants to be a safe, family friendly, scrub the walls kind of place, but you can't have your cake and eat it, too. You can't be this bastion of anyone can upload any video at any time. Broadcast also, yourself. Right. Broadcast yourself spewing white supremacy and anti-semitism but also this is just a nice place where no one curses and no one says anything challenging ever yeah Yeah. i mean just just watch youtube rewind that's the youtube utopia slash dystopia that youtube wants you to believe that it is you know sidebar have any of you two ever watched a youtube rewind and been like yep that defined my youtube experience that year no nope. bold of you to assume i've actually sat down and watched a whole youtube rewind the the one where casey neistat went we need more k-pop that that was my youtube experience absolutely yeah. no that's that's the thing is that i think um why we hear more like people having beef with youtube is because it didn't start this way Sure, it's taken a good amount of time to become um, this more old media-esque bastion of like we are kowtowing to the advertisers in all things. Um, But I I think that I think why creators haven't, you know, settled down and been like, well, this is just the way it is, is because YouTube continually tries to say otherwise that it's still about their creators it's still about you know giving voice to marginalized voices um it's still about you know anyone can can you know come on this platform and do what they want when that's really not the case anymore no 
Exactly. And I mean, it's, it's hugely apparent now too with YouTube. I mean, YouTube TV is an actual literal thing. Like YouTube TV is, is cable. It is a cable package, but for wire cutters, you can watch your football on it. Yeah, you can watch sports. You can watch network television on YouTube. Now my parents use it all the time. And it's just crazy to think that we're now YouTube is what you could have gotten on cable, like still now, but just on the internet. I mean, it's so weird to think that this is the same platform that we got to know Numa Numa guy, that we got to know Chocolate Rain by Tay Zande, that we got to, yeah, that we got to know, uh, I don't know, angry video game nerd getting pissed off about Atari football. Like, it's just it's it just doesn't feel like the same place and yes for me personally in a lot of ways youtube has become the new cable for me but not because i want to watch cable on youtube it's because i want to watch the user generated content on youtube as a replacement yeah you know that's kind of the the double-edged sword of youtube is that it is user-generated content which is great because there's so much of it there's so many different types you can offer everything in the world but you are also offering everything in the world, which includes, like Robert was saying, like anti-Semitic white supremacist bullshit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, I want YouTube to be a place where it's all of that. Like, I think it'd be fantastic for YouTube to be the place where you can pay a monthly fee to cut cable out of your life so you can watch ESPN on there. But then when you're done watching ESPN or you're done watching, you know, TNT or Showtime or whatever that you can hop off and then go watch like your favorite YouTuber, like your favorite Minecraft gamer or your favorite, you know, leftist video essayist or something like that is so cool that all of that can be at your fingertips. Right. But I worry that the big wigs at YouTube maybe don't want necessarily all of that to be at your fingertips. They just want the stuff that they deem is clean and safe to be at your fingertips. And a question I want to throw to YouTube real quick here is you know, I mean, to be a partner, right, it's it's like just a thousand subscribers and four thousand hours watched, right? Which yes, you know, I'm not gonna say that's easy to do, but within you know, a year. A, yeah, but it's a pretty low I mean, it took us it took us a year, what, to get there with Tadaima, yeah. wasn't it about a year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but you know, that's a lo- low threshold when you think like PewDiePie has like 100 million i forget he has like over 80 a million lot. subs right now right the yeah. most <laughs> like like to him a thousand subs is who gives a shit four thousand hours pff, he gets that in like two seconds right mm-hmm. um so how big do you think someone needs to be to be considered a creator like when youtube says we're here for our creators what do you think is like the mm-hmm. threshold for them to to consider you a creator well like how big do you like well i anyone that well that goes in the face of the philosophy of youtube because the idea behind youtube or at least originally was that anyone could be a creator i mean anyone can create a youtube account and upload a video and you're a creator at that point you're a creator however i think this whole thing of like hey we're gonna run ads on you kind of goes against that like we're gonna like like once i think that is sending the message that once your content comes onto our platform, that's no longer your content, unless it unless you are able to grow your channel enough. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So like that 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 feels really backhanded, which um, is unfortunately the status quo for a lot of platforms now. I mean, that's what you sign up with 
with Facebook certainly is uh, as soon as you post it, it is it's it belongs to Facebook. Right. Exactly. Like, um, for example, like if you work for a, a big tech company, let's say uh, uh, Microsoft uh, and you work at Microsoft, you have an office there, you have a computer there. And so say you create something on a Microsoft computer right in your office. Because you created that thing on a Microsoft computer, that is Microsoft's property. Yep. Yep. That, yeah. That's why I don't do any of the stuff on my work computer. Yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that that's that. I don't know. It just it it feels very corporate like that. It feels very not the like YouTube roots sort of philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder are are we are we in the wrong because we expect YouTube to be like this uh fledgling you know place where anyone can upload themselves anyone can um suddenly become a star even if you're just a dude dancing to numa numa in your swivel chair in your bedroom are are we in the wrong to have these different expectations of a giant corporate company well i think we're in the wrong for expecting anything out of any corporation right because the they could do whatever they want. The problem is when they do stuff and then you look at it and you're like, that doesn't agree with me. But then they turn around and do stuff where you're like, how do they agree with that? Why do they agree mm-hmm. with that? Right. Um, a good example here. And the reason I asked about the content creator, like how big do you need to be, be considered a quote unquote creator? Right. Is I want to throw two examples at you two. Um, Angry Joe show. Video game YouTuber. Are you too familiar with him? Yes. Yeah. He was angry right. and his name was Joe. Yeah, I mean, he's a big enough name where even if you've never seen a video of his, like, you might have come across his name at some mm. point. And then Logan and or Jake Paul. Take your pick. They're both shitty. A, a Paul. Some Paul. Yeah. They're, they're both content creators on YouTube and definitely big enough to be considered, like, creators in, the, in YouTube's eyes. Mm-hmm. Right? So YouTube is currently a corporation where they will provide the tools and platform necessary for someone as shitty as Jake or Logan Paul to market and produce videos totally aimed at children mm-hmm. so they can be the worst fucking role models to them. Like, I'm going to walk in a forest of dead people and laugh that these people hung. Like, that's not a message you want to show your kids and YouTube is complicit. No. And, and, and look, I don't want to hear this bullshit of YouTube's too busy. That made the news. YouTube is complicit, all right, because they knew. There's no way that millions of people around the world knew, but YouTube didn't, right? But then you look at Angry Joe's show. You can agree or disagree with that. You can agree or disagree with him as you want. He's definitely a personality, right? Mm-hmm. But he had a he has a secondary YouTube channel called Angry Joe Show Live, where he posts like his Twitch and YouTube like highlights, like when he's streaming. Mm-hmm. And then someone else made a very similar named channel to post the same videos and basically impersonate him right so he emailed youtube was like hey there's someone impersonating my account can you please like delete it or figure it out and get rid of it again angry joe a name that you know like he's got millions of subs Mm -hmm. youtube deleted his his actual channel what's up youtube yeah and it's like look if you're here for your creators that's like such a basic mistake man yeah, there's there's a lot of instances of, you know, it working on YouTube, even if you are a huge name, even if you're a name like Markiplier or uh, 
penguin zero most critical uh you can you can still just get lost in in the in the bot like they're they just leave a lot of things to well the algorithm will handle it or like the automatic system will handle it it's not like you're working at youtube as a you know a a partner even though it's called the partner program it's like you're you're just someone that's on there and you're just as you know uh liable to get flagged as anyone else no matter how big your name is which isn't to say that that's fair but it 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 just is incredible that they would screw over people that are raking in money for them <laughs> yeah i well i think the the i think the craziest thing about the whole youtube phenomenon is just how shadowy of a company they really are like it you have all of these content creators that millions of subscribers the videos are making them them and youtube both money hand over fist and really <laughs> like they they don't know like it's not like youtubers have anyone to report to necessarily you know what i'm saying i'm not saying that like youtube is their boss in a sense mm. but they're not really like they're getting paid and there's not really anyone to sort of talk to there <laughs> they're just like youtube is an entity that exists in in the shadows somewhere yeah and just make stuff work and they don't ever really talk publicly about their policy or really have like an open conversation about much of anything it like it's a very rare thing that happens and that's that's why you know daily brought up you know moist critical aka penguin zero aka charles charlie white you know he's he's a fairly big youtuber but he's been on the forefront alongside markiplier with trying to get someone at youtube to fucking talk to him <laughs> and it was like the most impressive thing to me ever that he was actually able to talk to he did a video where he he had a call with the ceo of youtube like Susan. holy shit she exists believe it or not um and he talked like he not only sat down with her for a call but also the head of policy at youtube Who? like the, the 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 unicorn this guy yeah i like that he even referred to him as like the shadow ninja like no one's ever seen his face no one knows who this man is like you you know you don't hear from him you you will not hear from him mm -hmm. exactly and so uh, he actually got to ask like hey what's to do with this policy why are my my videos along with so many other creators getting completely demonetized on their videos you know and like completely losing out on money and and the algorithm is just screwing over so many people and, and stealing so much money and there, I've seen so many people talk about like I've had email interactions with the policy team and they manually reviewed it and there's there's no sort of like you know content that's unsuitable for advertisers or anything like that but I'm still getting flagged or I'm still getting like copyright takedowns on this music that doesn't exist in my video or like Jared Dines for instance he does he got like flagged for having a song in his video that literally is not there mm. and he got his video taken down because of it like it, it like all of, it's just all over the place and you know they they basically just said in that penguin zero video that like yeah we we just we basically need to get better and need, need to be better and so uh i think the the big the biggest thing the closest thing that charlie got to a revelation in that video was uh he asked them like okay could we use like youtube's video editor to like edit out whatever part of the video that's flagged that is not considered 
uh advertiser friendly yeah just tell and us said, where where it's at point it out okay right we'll fix it yeah mm-hmm. we'll fix it and then you know send it back out and we're good to go and she like <laughs> and the ceo is just like looks at the policy guy and she's like yeah wait well, well yeah it's a good idea of policy guy can we do that and he's like yeah we'll look into it and it's like like like, was nobody thinking about like any of this like probably not and also we'll look into this is very corpo speak you know it's very uh, yeah yeah. exactly Um, i'm sure you will buddy youtube isn't exactly uh transparent yeah i mean even charlie's like you know like it was at least nice to have a conversation even though who knows if any of it is actually going to happen um you know, all of this kind of baffles me because if we're going to take that metaphor of YouTube is trying to be old TV, right? It's not like in the 90s, NBC just was like, we don't know what we're going to run, but we just have these people who are going to make shit and we'll run it. You know what I mean? Like the big wigs at NBC have have seen the pilot or the table read of every episode of well, not every episode of Friends, but like when Friends was starting out, it wasn't like. You know, these people just were saying, I want to put a show on NBC and it's just going to happen and you won't know what the show is going to be about. And it could be literally anything. We could have an episode where Ross is a flat earther. You don't fucking know. Right. Like it wasn't like that. You know, there were human beings, even the people who didn't really give a shit about this specific content. They were still there to vet it. But YouTube doesn't have that. Like YouTube has an army of people who I would consider like the big content creators, right? Mm-hmm. Like if these people didn't exist on YouTube, YouTube wouldn't notice. Like there would be less people viewing YouTube, right? Because there are some people who just go to YouTube just to watch Markiplier or just to watch Critical, right? Like mm-hmm. that's it. And mm-hmm. if both of those people decided I'm out of the YouTube game, I'm done. Like I'm just not making videos anymore. I'd be very curious to see how many people or how many less people are using YouTube because of that, right? Mm-hmm. And if you do that with enough of the big names, suddenly YouTube's going to be losing some views, more like views that they currently have. Yeah. Yeah. But they don't have any person managing this. I mean, like we don't need, you know, critical to say to someone, "Hey, I'm going to make a video about this. Is that okay?" But the fact that there isn't a person even like remotely kind of watching over or considering like What's this content? What's what's going on? Yeah, it's so weird. I like the way that uh, Markiplier, who was in a it, the exact same uh, situation as Critical, that brought up this whole debacle that he eventually wound up talking to Susan. Um, I don't know her last name. It's just going to be Susan. Wajiki. Wajiki. W. It's got three J's in there or something. Susan W. Um, so Susan W. Yeah. Uh, so so what had happened there was, you know, they were both flagged for uh, violent and graphic content when it was like a bunch of uh, various mascots beating on a person in a joking way. Um, but wow, that's that's very uh, violent, violent content. And any human being would be able to tell you, hey, this was you know, this is obviously parody. There was no actual violent or offensive content here. Um, and he you know uh conceded that there are you know thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of hours of video content being uploaded every minute to youtube and that's that's a lot that's that no one no big team could handle that even if we had you know like sweatshops of people reviewing every single video constantly but there are to do yeah but there are people watching 
the people that are subscribed, the people that are fans, the people that can give context to things that might be flagged. So I I, I think that there needs to be more, um, and this is what Markiplier said, that there needs to be more communication between that community that has been built um, and YouTube itself to say like, hey, is this actually inappropriate? This got flagged for this. What is happening? Can you, because... We're not at the point with AI that it can actually put that context in there and be like, oh, it's a joke when Mickey mm-hmm. Mouse is beating down a Russian man on a dash cam in the middle of the street. Right. And it really speaks to YouTube's priorities and how corporate it all is. Because to, to bring up the, the Jake and Logan Paul thing again, right, is the per YouTube, a video of mascots jokingly beating up someone is bad. We will bat. flag that. Bat. That bad video should not be on our platform. A shitty blonde dude from Ohio with like the worst blonde hair dye job I've ever seen for someone as rich way, as he is. By the way, Ohio disowns him. We don't want him. That's not true, but okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> the fact that, Ohio. He can, that he can post videos to kids, four kids that spout like things that no well-meaning parent would want their kid to understand or learn about the fact that that's okay you know but as long as it makes youtube money that's really all that seems to matter which is so i don't know not moral not good christian values Mm. i don't know money money talks baby it seems that the moment that someone becomes recognizable enough that um I like media reports as YouTube star so and so at that moment YouTube is like yes you are ours and you can do no wrong my son um Mm -hmm. when in actuality I think you know denouncing people on your own platform because that's the thing is that these these corporate companies like they don't have to do the free speech thing they can be like hey you're shitty goodbye Yeah, I mean, it's a tough to figure out what the solution is with it, right? Because, like, I personally, like, if if I were Mr. YouTube CEO, founder, whatever, I, anything I say goes, I would probably not have someone who very clearly is contributing to kids growing up shittier with worse values. I would probably take that channel off of YouTube personally, right? But then I know that there are going to be people out there saying, oh, if you're denying them the right to free speech right? It's the same reason that flat earther videos are still on YouTube because they have the right to free speech to, I, to say it's flat earth. I, I mean, to play just the smallest bit of, of devil's advocate, because there is so much content coming up on YouTube all the time, obviously they can't monitor for all of it uh, until though, until the community or the uh the press or the media makes some huge stink about it um and the best example i can think of is uh uh fa- was it family of five or whatever the ones that were like daddy of five kids. yeah daddy oh, of yeah, five like beating the shit out of his kids yeah, yeah well well yeah i mean they and they were not only like hitting them but they were also like um like do- pulling quote-unquote pranks which are basically just fucking child abuse mm-hmm. it's just a prank bro like it it was awful and everyone was like uh guys this is just child abuse uh can we like get the yeah and next thing you know these people 
lost custody of their kids. The YouTube channel got shut down. And yeah, I mean, some like justice was served essentially on the on these mm-hmm. people. But that only because, you know, people brought a shitload of attention to it. You know, yeah, everything else that's that's, you know, there's all sorts of like animal abuse and all kinds of like shitty videos that are still on YouTube that are, you know, getting lo- uploaded every day and do get tons of views, uh, but are just completely ignored by the algorithm. In that sense, it's the the court of public opinion that has to step in versus youtube itself right and like look i recognize that yes this is a lot of work right to to vet all the videos going up on youtube that makes sense to me and there are automatic solutions in place like for example in our uh animal crossing episode which you should go watch if you haven't (laughs) it's very fun um we there's the word politics in it Right in the title, it's uh, what the Animal Crossing and the Isle of No Politics or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I remember right. I've seen an automatic warning pop up below the video saying like, "Hey, Joe Biden won the election as of this date and time, according to these official sources." Because you know the election is for some stupid reason still hotly debated, even though uh, even though the current president has lost like. Twenty twenty, oh, oh, it's a mess. But so that's an automatic solution. Like I doubt some Joe schmo looked at our small little channel and was like, "Oh, that this we should probably flag a warning for it." That was definitely a system, mm-hmm. um, a computer system of some kind that did that. Um, same thing with flat Earth, right? If if there's a video in the title and it mentions flat Earth, they will have like, "Hey, actually, Earth's round, dummies!" Like here you go, Wikipedia. Yeah. Um, so those are yeah. computer solutions, but a computer, like we've said, can't can't really determine. Oh, this ch- this father is abusing his children for yeah. for money, right? I mean, like prime example, and I think this speaks to, I guess, how far YouTube is willing to go. I don't, I, I, I it tempers my optimism as far as YouTube implementing human solutions. Um, you know, it, it's been a couple years now, but it was a pretty, pretty prominent issue with children's content, just having really fucky shit, for lack of a better term, in the midst of like, let's sing the ABCs. And then some guy walks out and is like, remember, kids, cut yourself long ways for the morgue, sideways oh. for attention. Like that mm. was a thing that had millions of views because it was just you know, bumped up on the algorithm as like, oh, this is kids content, ABCs, whatever, like just put the iPad in front of your kid. Um, And YouTube did, you know, shift the algorithm for that. But, you know, we didn't see like suddenly a mass movement of like, we're going to get people on this. We have people on this to make sure that, you know, your children aren't exposed to these, you know, dangerous messages. And it's like at the point when it's like, YouTube's not willing to protect the kiddos. They're not going to protect us adult folks either. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, it's been talked about. It's been thrown around for a long time. Like, could there be an alternative platform from YouTube? You know, like is I mean, I think the closest we've ever gotten to competing is Twitch. And it's not even a direct competitor. Yeah, it's Um, like a different business model. mm -hmm. Right. Because most like there's a lot of YouTubers that are Twitch streamers and YouTubers at the same time. Um, and so, but I mean, I think, well, the closest thing we have right now is, uh, what's that thing that they always package with curiosity stream nebula nebula. 
I, there's a couple of YouTubers on there, which that that's cool that they're doing that thing. But obviously, I don't think that's going to become it's, like it's the pretty next. niche. It's pretty niche. Yeah, it, but it's what I like though is that that's a bunch of the smarty pants YouTubers, like the YouTubers you would watch if you're curious about stuff, right? Like you know, Legal Eagles on there, fucking um, lessons from a screenplay. Mm. Uh, Lindsay Ellis, I believe she's on there, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, these are these are YouTubers that all kind of have this similar like they all don't cover the same things, but it's a similar journey. It's a similar vibe. Yeah. Right. And that's essentially that's like paying Patreon, but you're getting a bunch of a bunch of YouTubers instead of just one um, like exclusive content. Um, so that's kind of cool. But that I don't think that's going to be that. I don't know if that's a viable like alternative platform. However, I do think that um, the when it comes to the big YouTubers, the ones that are in like the million subscriber club, tens of millions of subscribers, that community tends to get pretty small. Like a lot of those people tend to know each other, or at least have some contact with each other. And I'm saying if those big, big YouTubers band together and they're like, hey, YouTube, like if you don't get your shit together, we're going to go over here. Um, and if enough of those people go, like other people will follow. Um, so I, I think that that's, that's the only way that that happens though. Yeah. You know, like, I, I think I don't, that's in, in, in the modern day, I don't know if we've seen that exactly happen. I know people were kind of worried about that happening with, um, Twitch and Mixer that it was like, people Mixer. were going to be like, by Twitch, I'm going over to Mixer. They appreciate me more there, or whatever. And and it didn't remember, work out. Remember when Mixer spent like I think it was either millions or billions. I forget to get Ninja money, and then cl- and then closed, <laughs> and then money. stopped. It's it's not as sad as Quibi, but um, still kind of sad. Still and sad. Actually, uh, I'm glad that you brought up Mixer because I, I actually was thinking about, okay, well, so in my brain, I started thinking, okay, all the time I hear people say YouTube needs a competitor and you know, I'm about to go on a vision quest. Join me here, right? So YouTube owned by Google, Google owns a fuck ton of servers around the world. Like that is how YouTube functions. Like YouTube mm. isn't just run out of one dinky garage in Seattle or, or you know, in um, San Francisco. Wait, it's, I think I already know what you're going to say. What am I going to say? Google's just going to buy whatever that other platform is. No. Yeah, that's oh. right. Fuck you, Colin. Fuck you. <laughs> no. So my point is Google is big enough to have the technological infrastructure to support something like YouTube. You know who else is big enough to do that? Microsoft, Amazon, Amazon, Facebook, Amazon, right? Amazon. Yeah. Well, Amazon has Twitch that I mean, they bought Twitch, but that is their current video service. And it's the closest thing we have to a direct competitor to YouTube in terms of clout and notoriety. Right. So what I find so funny is is how how badly Microsoft fucked this up in the and, and don't get me wrong, I love Microsoft products. I'm using a PC right now. Please don't kill me, Bill Gates. Um personally, that, he will come for you. Yeah, I mean I'm in Seattle, he can find me. Um, but he like well, not he himself, Microsoft looked at the video landscape of the internet and was like, Okay, do we snipe Twitch? which is very successful right now and making lots of money and people generally don't have a problem with it or YouTube, the, the fucking site for years. Now people have been saying, I wish there was an alternative. Mm. Let's, let's snipe Twitch. Let's figure, let's figure out a Twitch competitor. Like, are you kidding me? Like if Microsoft came out with like, I don't know. What's a pretentious fucking Microsoft name for it. Like mm. Azure video. 
Azure Tube. Azure Video. Azure, Azure Video. Azure Tube. Yeah. So I don't know. Something stupid Micro like that. Micro video. Uh, yeah. For soft all your little videos. Video. For soft all your little. Video. For all your little soft videos. <laughs> please don't. Oh, please no. do not Google I soft videos. I don't want to see your little soft videos. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> but my point being, I really wonder what kind of world we'd be living in right now if Microsoft's Mixer was instead a, U- a specifically a YouTube competitor as opposed to a Twitch competitor. Mm. It's I yeah. wonder I wonder why like wh- was there the consideration it's like YouTube's too big to fail we can't do that guys. Maybe. But I mean I, you know there was a while where Facebook MySpace was too big to fail and then mm. Facebook. Hey yo. Right. No yeah, one's too big true. to fail. Gravity I, bitch. So, <laughs> I mean what what would a YouTube competitor require right to be competitive you know like they would need it would it would need to be easy to upload to right they would always they would already have to have advertisers that were willing to advertise on there so i think if the big youtubers decided like one day like hey we can't take the shit anymore we're going to migrate to a new platform and they i think they themselves would either have to like get with someone and like maybe talk to microsoft somehow and talk about making a new platform or something like that and here's what we want out of that platform or something like that. Like, I, I think that's the only way that this could really work. Like, cause it would have to be something that was insanely user-friendly, if not more so than YouTube mm. itself. Yeah. Um, it, it, it would be less about like poaching, you know, like core personalities the way that they did with like Ninja and Shroud with Mixer. And instead I think it would be more of like a community thing. It would be like, Hey, um gaming youtube or arts and crafts youtube or so and so youtube we hear you have these problems guess what they don't exist on softvideo.com don't don't look it up softvids.co don't look it up yeah i think well i don't know i i sort of disagree with that in that i think microsoft if they did make a youtube competitor would need to poach some people because you can have the infrastructure and you can build the app and you can make it easy and seamless and whatever no one's gonna go there if pewdiepie isn't on there if markiplier isn't on there if critical angry joe anyone you know what i mean like the reason a lot of these people go to youtube is because that is where that person i really like is putting videos on right Mm -hmm. right um like a little channel like us you know i mean we have a few people who really like us we always appreciate you right we would have no real risk if we uploaded our videos on both youtube and microsoft because it's like whatever right you know but if it's someone like angry joe or someone like pewdiepie is the roi worth it to throw up your videos also on microsoft where i don't have 80 million subscribers Right, where I could just post yeah. it on YouTube and keep making my millions. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think another another good example would be like um, Spotify, right? They just made that massive fucking deal with Joe Rogan, mm. and Spotify within the past two three years has become easily the biggest podcast platform, um, and that's because it's the convenience of having your music and your podcast all in one place, listening and things. Like, I, yeah everyone that listens to use or like a lot of people that listen to music are using spotify spotify is probably the most popular music streaming platform there is right now so Mm -hmm. it would make sense that you'd want to get your your podcast in the same place because people just want to have that convenience so um now you know joe rogan is exclusively on spotify 
And that's where people are going to go to listen to the Joe Rogan podcast because that's that's where it is. It's not going to be on iTunes or anything anymore. And I think they're even putting the video version of the Joe Rogan podcast on there. Um, so that it not only that, but you'd have to be that level of convenient. And so like YouTube even has YouTube music now so you can listen to music on YouTube. Right. And that's included in your premium subscription. I mean, that's um, the way I used to use YouTube before the the ads happened is just, you know, queue it up. I got a playlist going. Got to listen to my Linkin Park. Yep. It fuck you. It was Linkin Park. It was totally Naruto mm -hmm. AMVs. Oh yeah. Sasuke versus yeah. Naruto numb. <laughs> yeah, well, and lest we forget, YouTube was the only way basically to get a song on demand before Spotify, before, you know, uh Apple Music, whatever. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like you you'd have to look it up on YouTube. Like even before that you had Pandora and all that shit, but you could never search up a singular song and just hit play on that song. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, oh, just feeling a bunch of radio this stations. click. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. After after thinking it over a little more, I might have convinced myself that I, I was wrong in that. Like, <laughs> I thought about YouTube and thought, like, okay, yeah, it is really easy and convenient. Why is it convenient? Because I can Google something, and if there's a video about it, Google taps into YouTube because Google owns YouTube. True. There it is. Bam. Right. I've never opened Bing, uh, like of my own <laughs> just, volition just period dot I've never opened well, I, mean, Bing. <laughs> I have opened Bing but because it was against my will unwillingly was, <laughs> right and I can't think of the last time I've used Cortana y'all remember, remember not just the Halo Jesus. character but the fucking Google the Microsoft AI right I was convinced for a while that that was like a joke like that was a, mm -hmm. a, a meme but it was real no. I know yeah, that now I have a PC and I'm like oh there she is goodbye like Cor cortana sorry to say is such a failure that the xbox is like oh would you rather our xbox hook up to your amazon echo yes. or your google device yes. i guess yeah. sure you're never going to use cortana right um microsoft phones okay <laughs> you know like <gasps> windows yeah. phones They're, like if all of those things were successful a microsoft video platform would have slotted in perfectly and we just like worked in this ecosystem right right so Hmm, I don't know. I mean, I, I still think these other big companies should do it because they're the ones with the infrastructure to do it. Mm. They, ha they already have the servers and the capacity and the man hours and the power to do it. Yeah. So why not at least try? I mean, yeah. think of how many things Google has tried and failed horrifically, terribly. Horrendously. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> even so, even with all their failures, not, not to get overly meta, but like, we're living the Google life now. You know, we look up our information on Google. We use Gmail to fi find all of our emails. We use our Google calendar to keep track of all the shit we got to do, you know? And th I mean, YouTube is integrated with all of that. You have all this, the same account for all of those things. So that convenience is just so inherent now that it's only going to get harder and harder to pull people away, you know? from that convenience. Um, and so you just need to, and, and that's why it only really can be companies that big to that can be disruptive. Mm. It like Microsoft, Amazon, what have you, like those are the only companies that can come in and make something that's good enough. That's competitive enough it's to just... pull you away. And like, I don't care about the convenience, you know, because this platform is just better. 
Yeah. Or it's it's doing more for the 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 creators or that has the content that I want to watch. Like for example, I I don't use Spotify. I don't use Spotify. I use Amazon Music HD. And the reason being is because they have higher quality music files. It's the only reason I'm there. But like they have it and here I am. They have all the music I want to listen to Colin's and it an sounds good. audiophile in case you guys didn't know that. And he yeah. lives in a Joe Roganless world. I live in a Joe Joe Aww. Rogan list world. Yeah, I I get his uh, podcasts on the on the YouTube's for the time being, like a pleb. Um, but the funny thing is, though, as soon as Spotify gets lossless files, I'm back in, baby. I'm back on Spotify train because you know Spotify is convenient. It's integrated everywhere. Like mm-hmm. I can go on PlayStation, for instance, while I'm playing PlayStation. I can play something on my Spotify and just cast it to my PlayStation and it's there. It's working, you know? So, but content and the way it's presented will always trump convenience to a degree. I I think think. we're, we're all willing to put up with quite a bit as long as it's simple, as long as things are easy to like, I'm not having to, you know, put time aside in order to, I need to, okay, find, how can I watch this video? Okay, I have to go here. Like, I'm just going to pull up YouTube and watch it. And if there's an ad, there's an ad. I'm going to have to deal yeah. with it. That's that's where we're at at this point is whatever's right. the most convenient. Which I wonder if, like, is that just kind of going to be what, what it is? Is Are we complaining? Are we, because we're, we remember the days when we had to watch Naruto episodes in three parts? on and have to you know make sure that you have the right dub or sub yeah now you can go on youtube and buy naruto episodes Mm. yeah you know i i guess where i'm falling on with this is that i'm i mean i'm someone who's privileged enough to have enough income to say like i'm okay with buying something like youtube premium i haven't yet but like if i did like that's not a choice between food for the week or YouTube premium for everybody. Right. Like I'm I'm blessed that that's not a choice I have to make. For some others out there, probably not the case, right? And the steep price to pay is just watching like two minutes of ads, right? Which, you know, not the biggest deal, whatever, right? Like that's fine. But it's so odd to me that I still can't bring myself to want to buy YouTube premium because mm. I'm a big proponent of if you make something more convenient, it'll defeat the the illegal, inconvenient ways to do it. Spotify, I would argue single-handedly, has destroyed any semblance of Napster rising up again. Oh my or gosh. Bearshare or LimeWire or whatever, right? Because like, yeah. like, what's the point of pirating music? It's so, like, you can pay 10 bucks a month and it's all there in your hands. Like, every song ever besides tool for a while you know like <laughs> and, and but now even the even tools there yeah, yeah or or prince or the persona soundtracks which spotify get that shit in there um, come on spotify yeah come on you got all the other games soundtracks on there anyway um the fact that spotify made it easy is great i didn't have to think again about you know like is it is this worth ten dollars a month to me because of, absolutely of course 100 percent. yeah it is with youtube I watch enough YouTube where for sure paying 10 bucks a month would make sense. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if ethically or morally I feel okay with supporting a company like that, you know, like a company that kind of has a weird identity crisis where it wants to be safe for work, but can't be safe for work Mm -hmm. and also gives a platform to so many 
bad ideologies and you know not to get political but there's a point where a bad ideology isn't just free speech it's actively harming the human race and the human experiment Mm-hmm. You know, it's and supporting actively, that is almost the same as, you know, active support of it. Right. And it's just, I don't know. It's hard to be like, yeah, I'm willing to give YouTube my money because it's more convenient because that convenience is coming at a conscience price. Yeah, I think I think the question, if I got to sit down with YouTube CEO Susan Wajiki or whatever the name is. Susan W. Um, Yeah. I think the the question, the biggest question I would ask her would be like, so what's what's YouTube's end game? You know what I'm saying? Like, what's what is the optimal vision for what YouTube is supposed to look like? What like what are you heading towards as a company? You know what 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 does YouTube look like when you you know clap your hands together and be like, yep, that's it. That's that's what YouTube should be. Because I'm not sure what that is. I I. I'm just not. I don't think that our vision or, you know, Critical's vision or Markiplier's vision or even PewDiePie's vision would be the same as Susan W's vision. Like, I I, I think that um, there's a big divide between YouTube corporate and YouTube creators. Um, and I, I'm, I, I guess the core of this podcast has been like, can we fill in that divide can we get some middle ground can we have more communication and uh criticals conversation with susan w seemed to indicate that there is hope for that but you know i uh until we have more than we'll look into it we'll look into it until we have you know solid action it's it's a big old shrug meh meh yeah, uh, some food for thought I want to leave here because I'm getting the sense we're, we're wrapping up here. We've been doing this for, for a while now. What is Facebook's end goal? What is Spotify's end goal? What is mm. Twitch's end goal, right? Like, I don't think these things really have an end goal. Oh, well, either that or they have reached their end goal and it's just about making it keep we're, going. We're still going. It's not profitable, right? Yeah, because I, I don't like think about it. Think about Facebook. Facebook started as a way for Mark Zuckerberg and his shitty friends to say, would I smash or pass this girl? You know Literally. What I mean? like, Guys, like, yeah, we should yeah. think about that more. Yeah, like, that, uh. that was all the Facebook was meant to be. And now it's gone, it's evolved from smash or pass to the college social network where you can get together with your college buddies to everyone's social network between the ages of 18 and 25 to literally everyone's social network including your nan to where you can watch the pandemic and learn about vaccines and all the mercury and alien babies that are in there that's a new one i recently ran into alien alien shit right and that journey is so nuts like i doubt the zuck was thinking like I would smash that girl and I can't wait for this thing in 15 years to spread conspiracy theories to your uncle. You no, know, like he didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, no one knew. No one could conceivably know that that early in the game. And, you know, with the way technology is rapidly progressing, the way it's been going, no one can really predict anything about the future. So I think we're in this weird place where all these big corporations 
may not really know what an end goal is or not even an end goal because I doubt like ExxonMobil and the oil barons had an end goal either in the 1900s, right? But a five-year plan must be so hard to plan because mm. who the fuck knows what the internet's going to be like in five years. Mm -hmm. That's true. So what you're saying is there's going to be a YouTube equivalent of Parler. Got it. It's called YouTube. Basically. Oh, Parler would <laughs> no, be called, a whole nother episode, y'all. It's called YouTube Red. Uh, dope. Yes, I get it because I I understand. I see what you did there. Robert's very Cause, clever. Because <laughs> the the far right. Let's let's dive in. The far right. Okay. Anyway, so thanks guys right, yeah. uh, for joining us on this episode. As bleak as we kind of made it out to be here, um, it's it's great to be on YouTube. I enjoy uh, my time on YouTube. Um, I think the reason why you know we we bring up these grievances is because we do care about it. We care about it as you know a community. We care about it as a platform for you know giving voice to people who previously didn't have you know places to talk about their problems or their passions. But uh, here here we are on YouTube. If you are watching us on YouTube, um, maybe ding that bell, get the algorithm going here for us. Um, let us know in the comments below your own thoughts about YouTube, your own feelings um, about uh, the future of this platform and whether or not we're, we're off the rails on this crazy train. Um, you can I, actually, hey, comment below. What's the channel you've been subscribed to the longest? Oh, that's a good one. That dates mm -hmm. people. Um, but I just I think it's just so interesting because there's so many different niches and communities on YouTube, too. I'm interested in that. Do it. Do that. Or send it to us at questions at everythinginpod.com. Uh, we're also hey. on the Twitters, Everything in Pod. Um, we're, we're here to be a community no matter how many subscribers we have. <laughs> but. Yeah. Well, never. I mean, that's that's the greatest thing about YouTube is like, you know, it, of course, there's a lot of problems with it. But at the end of the day, it's an, it's an insanely powerful platform full of of great user generated content and it's a lot of great people making extremely useful extremely funny extremely enjoyable content on youtube so so as much as it can suck glad that it exists yay existing yeah we, i just can't wait for the day that i don't have to worry about flat earth as like a real threat you seem like knowledge. very upset about the flat <laughs> earth i totally get earth it but today <laughs> look look i mean i'm a journal i'm a professional truth person i believe in the truth <laughs> and the fact that the fact that the flat earth is so big hurts so much <laughs> it, it is very big but it is flat in the end as long as we're mm -hmm. all agreed on that yes mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we're all mm -hmm, on the edge mm -hmm, and about mm -hmm. to fall off the earth mm-hmm it's going to be like that scene from the third Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Yeah, that one. Which you can pirate on YouTube. Yeah. Or or LimeWire. Or LimeWire. Or LimeWire. I used FrostWire. That was the thing. Mm, I usually cool. I usually got those like weird ads where it was like a Bill Clinton impersonator talking to me. Do y'all ever get that? No? Okay, on the next episode of Everything in Potteration, we'll talk about the weird Bill Clinton impersonator that talked to me on uh, Frostwire, as opposed to LimeWire. Thanks for listening, guys.
Uh, so the order is daily Colin than me. Yes. Okay. I'm first. Yeah. I get to be first. Same. No, I get to be first. Hey, everyone, we just welcome went to over. Everything in no, Potter. Stop. I'm going to steal. I'm stealing it. <laughs> no, no. Hey, Wait, everybody, should... welcome to Everything in Potter. <laughs> no. Yeah.